Bono's cartoons. Yeah. Hey, Flannel Cakes listeners. No Jack again this week on the intro. He is on this episode. We're both here. But uh, just Maverick and Barfy on the intro this week. Barfy is sitting on my lap right in front of the microphone. He's sniffing it right now. So if you hear any weird dog noises, that's what that is. Just a quick rundown of the things we talked about last week. We have some really exciting guests coming soon. uh, And even even more every day are telling us that they want to do the podcast. So... Uh, even more coming down the pipeline, a lot a lot more exciting guests coming your way. And then also I want to say that we are still going to iTunes very, very soon, so that's that's coming down the road for the Flannel Cakes podcast. <laughs> Arfie is having a really hard time sitting still. He does not want to do this intro at all, it is clear. He's, he's conflicted because I'm giving him pets, and he would love to stay for the pets, but he is also terrified of what's happening right now and then lastly i just also wanted to say you know if if you enjoy this podcast please tell a friend now is the time we are coming to itunes soon we need all the support that we can get oh barfy peaced out and he hit his hit the microphone with his tail on the way out uh so just me now but uh you know if if you enjoy listening to this tell a friend what you like about it get them to listen and uh and hopefully we can get some more support now Arfie's just being really loud in the background, so thanks for that, dude. Uh, let's talk about this episode. We had Peter Evans, who is one of the founding members of the Slaughterhouse 19. The Slaughterhouse 19 is the uh, supporter group of the Indy 11 soccer team, the Indianapolis NASL soccer team. And Peter comes on to talk about what it was like to start that supporter group, uh, getting it off the ground, and um, the culture that's developed out of it. It's, there's a really, really unique culture that that you can see when you go to an Indy 11 game and you sit in the Brickyard Battalion, which is where their supporter groups sit, and you hang out with the people in the slaughterhouse. Um, I, I know from personal experience that it's a truly unique thing, and it's a lot of fun. So we had Peter come on to talk about that. And, uh, you know, this is a podcast, this, this episode is about sports, and Jack and I both don't like any sports at all. And uh, Peter came over, we were going to watch some standard fare cartoon, you know, one you've seen a million times before. It, it doesn't matter which one it was, but it was going to be boring. And we're sitting down, and he says, oh, hey, I had this other cartoon in mind just in case you guys didn't like the one I picked. I almost said it to you, and, you know, we're like, okay, well, what is it? And he says, well, when I was a kid, there was a cartoon where Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky were superheroes, and they went around the globe fighting crime. And Jack and I had both never heard of that before, uh, but apparently it is real. It is called Pro Stars. None of the Pro Stars voiced in it. There are three not well chosen voice actor replacements for these three mega famous sports athletes uh but man what a great cartoon it was it was pure gold pure pure gold so please enjoy this episode enjoy listening to us talk about the pro stars and uh and i i hope you enjoy our chat with peter thanks so much
pour a bowl of cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life, it doesn't everything between. Things that keep you up at night and idiosyncrasy. Public bathroom etiquette, the matches we can't see. Girls needs to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life, it doesn't everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times, the cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times, cartoons on the TV. We were talking about the part where the, they actually made an appearance in it. Could we even try to explain? Well, it's, I, I think those in, scenes in a word filler. I think the cartoon was actually about ten minutes long. They had a really long opening, and then after the open, there was like just random bad graphics swooping in, and then frames of the athletes themselves just like saying things at a camera with the most '90s graphics I've ever yeah, seen on top was, of them. It was bad, but like. There was, like, a part where they had the athletes describe what happens in the episode. And then there was a part where kids asked the athletes questions. Yeah, what what was the thing for Bo Bo Jackson just comes out and goes, This episode is called... Nightmare Riders. Yeah, Nightmare Riders. It's scary. (laughs) There's a graphic that said, Spooky! (laughs) The, The thing is, is that, like... It, like Bo Jackson seemed like the only one that was given any sort of information about what he was doing. It seemed like the other two didn't know were, this was a show. Didn't know it was a show. Didn't know they were being prompted for questions that was being recorded. Like Michael yeah. Jordan appeared pretty off guard actually when the yeah. camera came. The, in. the best part was when he goes, "Get this fucking camera out of my face! Who are you?" <laughs> yeah. That actually seemed like stock footage. It yeah. didn't seem like it was really for the show. Yeah. They, they were just like they found this videotape and they're like, "Well, let's use it." Do they know that their likenesses were being used for a cartoon or the checks just show up at their door for doing nothing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I gotta wonder how it happened. And like, is, is it short-lived because it was so bad? Or is it short-lived because they were like, no, well, no, I, take okay. my name off of it. It's, it's I'm, I'm pulling out. I don't we, want any part. We would have to look it up, but I swear it was the pro, they, it was short-lived because basically it was hot garbage, but also... The, uh, I want to say it was something like they used the players and I guess at first they didn't have the rights to do it and then got the players to sign off on something. They was a pro star serial. I'm almost 100% certain it existed at one point. Damn. Damn. I'm sure be, none of it is what we want to It'd be to pretty damn stale by now. <laughs> you mean like this cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd go... It's stale, and then Chewy would just like flash. <laughs> Chewy. Okay. No, the my my favorite part about this whole thing was at the very end, the kids like Ask they, their they, questions. yeah they film children just asking questions, and then one of them was, "What's the hardest sport?" And then Wayne Gretzky just comes out at the end and goes, uh, "I think volleyball is pretty hard." Hi, I'm Kristen, and I'm 12 years old. Which would you rather be, a policeman, a fireman, a rodeo rider, or an astronaut? An astronaut. Anything that has anything to do with flying, that's what I rather do. Hi, my name is Patrick, and I'm 10 years old. Bo, what do you think the hardest sport is? Basketball. I just never had time to play. I'm 
I'm not very good in volleyball. And then that's the end of the episode. But his mouth's a gape when it freezes yeah, it, on him. It freeze frames on him and like an awkward like one eye is like half blinking and he's like, uh. And then the picture of him just yeah. flips away yeah. into a black hole. And then it's like, volleyball is hard. Just flashes on the screen. <laughs> For like 90 seconds. They were like, oh, how did we, we have 90 seconds to fill in this episode. <laughs> All right, let's try to explain what happens in this episode. No, I, I don't think it can be explained. <laughs> I, I'm going to take a shot at it. They hear that there's a Scottish golf course which is being inhabited by ghosts, and they have to go vanquish the ghosts. And which, wasn't it an yeah. honor student that was like, an honor student like sent in a video yeah. and like, help me, they, go, they were like, how do we know this isn't just, and he goes, it was written in by this girl, she's an honor student. And like teaching kids that people will take you more seriously if you're yeah. an honor student. And, and Ghostbusters was out at this time. Yeah, real popular. Who the hell is calling three professional athletes <laughs> to come? Hey, to be fair, who's calling Bill Murray? Well, I people were calling the Ghostbusters because that was what they were known to do. Okay, but I mean, if I if these I'm aren't like, actually pro athletes, like, Bill I, Murray isn't actually a Ghostbuster. I, I need someone to slam dunk a basketball. Let's call the Ghostbusters and have them come down here. <laughs> Uh, so they go to vanquish the ghost and there's some sort of like Scooby-Doo-esque villain there. I never really, fi- she's controlling the ghosts. I never really figured out why well, she was there, what her ghosts. purpose was. They were just like goon henchmen. They weren't ghosts. No. Dude, they were no. ghosts. No, they were not they ghosts. Were also ghosts, but they were unexpected ghosts. Yeah, so, that was the surprise twist. Of, oh, man, you totally missed this whole I thing. I thought the whole point of... That's like a Scooby-Doo thing, right? That it, yeah. it was just an old man Jenkins the whole time instead of a ghost. Yeah, because yeah. she but, even said... Because they dis Like, remember, they disappear and they chase them on the golf cart that... The golf comes out, yeah. of, the comes golf out of the golf bag. Well, the thing is, is that they disappeared with, like, flash of lights. And she even says in the next scene, she goes... If it wasn't for all those special effects, I had to use those special effects to cover up your secret entrance. Otherwise, the pro stars would be in here right now. Yeah. And like, sorry, Miriam. It so, was very... When villains are up oh. to no good, are they worried the pro stars are going to show up? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> in it, this scenario. Well, is, I don't know if this lady is, like, a regular villain on the show. They didn't seem Neither. to recognize her or anything. I don't remember this sh- I don't remember that much shit. Uh... Yeah, this was just bad. This was maybe the worst thing I've ever Speaking seen. Speaking of special effects, she has the best mask I've ever seen. Well, no, it looks for a second like she's just holding the severed head. Yes. This woman was like, she disappeared, and that's how the pro stars got involved. She's holding what looks to be yeah, a severed head, like, but then puts it on her face, her. and it turns out it's the best mask I've ever seen in my life. It's got like a, a full head of hair and like all the facial features of this woman she's pretending to be. And also her voice changes. <laughs> and the girl goes, oh, it's so-and-so. And, and that must be her. And then she just, like, peels off Immediately, the Immediately, after fooling people into thinking she's this other woman, just rips the mask Those off. Those masks are not cheap. They're not easy to make. You have to have the cooperation of the per- Like, that woman had to have been knocked unconscious because she's not going to willingly sit for a full plaster cast. Yep, yep. They make the most realistic mask of her ever. Yes. She puts it on for about five seconds. Fools Michael Jordan and from, a little from girl. From like 200 feet away, too. She's like up in a castle tower. Fools them. And then, just yelling down. And they're like, oh, let's go up there. Could have and been then, accomplished with probably yeah. just a wig. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Boys down to or, or just a hat. You just wear a hat. Just be like, hey, guys, like my new hat? Come on up. And then they walk in and she immediately just rips it off and throws it to the side. And it's like, ah, I fooled you. Hey, you like that fancy footwork, huh? 
Hey, I'm a pro star. <laughs> Not for long. Miss Bridget, what's wrong with you? Well, well, well. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that's Miss Bridget. That was just showing off that she yeah. has cool special yeah. effects, and I guess. And then after she took off her face, Jordan goes, I suspect this isn't really so-and-so. Yeah, it's like, well, she pulls it off and goes, I am not the person you thought. Hey, wait a minute. I, uh, uh-oh. Uh, oh, it's me. Maverick. Oh, my God. I owe Steve you. Austin a beer. Sorry, guys. Who is it? Randy. Fuck him. Dirty. Randy doesn't even like this podcast. Randy hates this podcast. Fuck you, Randy. He's, he's our biggest hater. Uh, yeah, so Michael, a great detective work by Michael Jordan after yeah. she reveals herself to be someone else. Yeah. I knew it all along. It's like walking up to like a locked door and a closed sign and be like, hey, I don't think they're open. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it anyway. The yeah. thing is, though, is that you always encounter somebody in your life that is that way. Like, the whole, like... Well, I don't think they're open. Yeah, no one. No <laughs> shit. Like that sounds like Randy. That's well, a Randy. If I apparently it's very much like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about anything about this episode? Uh, Wayne Gretzky Ugh. ate way too much food. Oh yum! This looks great. Oh, mm, 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 mm. What is it? Oh, it's all manner of things. Mm, mm. First, you take the grand belly of a sheep. And you boil it all kinds of good innards. You got the tripe, a nice liver, a kidney, and a wee bit of brain, and... Oh, I think I'll just fast for a while. Also, yeah, for no reason, that was just like Wayne Gretzky was the shaggy character in this, so he had to eat a lot of food. There was a horribly offensive caricature of a Jew that was like a motherly character to the three that pro was athletes. Very bad. Sorry, pro stars. Named Mom. Oh, this bag is a treasure mess. <laughs> mean chest. Fish, douche, whatever. You have more stuff in here than you can stick a shaker. <laughs> Reflex check. And her name was Mom. And Did they ever explain why it's her called, name was Mom? It's, well, the gym that they're at is called Mom's Gym. Okay. And it's like, like an affectionate nickname. I guess, yeah, but I mean at the same time, like uh, I don't she know. Didn't, she didn't Maybe like Maybe mom is an a, acronym like She didn't CLW. brisk it and be like, Open up boys, eat more, <laughs> yeah. eat more like at least it was I mean it was still really over the top. <laughs> she she gave them gadgets in the beginning, like the golf bag that when you kick it really hard just turns into a golf cart that you can drive. Yeah, that's definitely how that uh, activates. The was... uh, the Wayne Gretzky ha- Wayne Gretzky had a stick that shot that would release a puck out of a slot in the uh, in the blade of the stick, and then he would be able to shoot like pretty that much. That sounds like a thing that could be solved yeah. by just having a bag of pucks. Yes, that, definitely. But the funny thing is, is that and Abby brought it up during the episode. It was probably the world's first ever three D printer, and that explains yeah. exactly how right. that was possible for sure. Why? You know what would look cool? Why wouldn't he have like a bandolier of pucks? Yeah, he would have looked way cooler with that. But yeah. they were all, for some reason, 
They were trying to make him yeah. doofy as hell. They they were all wearing like bicycle shorts. It looked like they were all participating in the Tour de France. <laughs> or no. like Olympic track. Yeah. They were just like just like spandex. Yeah. Peter, you bring up a great point, which is this show does seem like a big fuck you to Wayne Gretzky. Like he is the butt of every yeah, joke the whole time the he's like, episode. Hey guys, I'm Wayne. At the end he basically like bails everyone out and Bojack is like, You're pretty okay sometimes or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, okay, like cool dude. So like, like yeah. what oh, I did. Cracker, and, you can do some for, for some reason, this woman is a special effects whiz who has magic lights and ghost things and the perfect mask, and then also a giant mechanical dragon that blows fire. Yeah. That was somehow able to revive itself and put its head yeah. back on three times, including yeah. the last time when it had a neck brace on. Yeah, Michael Jordan just spun a basketball really, really fast and then threw it into his mouth, and his entire head twisted off. <laughs> What if Michael Jackson did that to a human? That would be a Michael horrible. Jordan. <laughs> Damn it! Michael Jackson did a lot. You've done of stuff this a bunch humans. of times. Yeah, oh, allegedly. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you mean entertained them? Michael Jackson did not decapitate anyone. More Michael Jordan did. <laughs> yes. More importantly, the dragon comes back with the neck brace, and the thing is, if I'm that woman. I'm just going to have the mechanical dragon sue the professional athletes yeah. because that's how you acquire currency because they're just going to settle Everyone on Everyone knows if you wear a neck brace to court, you're going to win the case. I, I wasn't even clear on what the goal was. She was trying to get like uh, the golden throne of St. Vitus, which is for some reason in a castle on a golf course. And uh, <laughs> she was in the castle. She had access fully to the castle, had a secret base in there and everything. But couldn't get the throne? Wasn't the throne on, like, a T spot on the course? Yeah, it was on the course at the end, but no one explained how it got there, why it was there, and where when, it was before. And why no one else noticed it. <laughs> and, and like I said, this was just done as a money grab. They had, they had bagpipes that turned into a blimp that you could ride in. Just regular bagpipes. Yeah, no, and that normal was never size. not regular bagpipes. They're called blimp pipes? But it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's just like... Regular household, well, not household items. Most households probably don't have golf bags and bagpipes, but they all turn into crazy vehicles. The entire run of this show was from September 14th to December 7th, 1991. Wow. It was also intended to be on ESPN, but apparently Ooh. ESPN was like, no, I'll fuck this. Good call. Good call. They often protected the environment as well. <laughs> well They're yeah, just stealing from every other cartoon. No. Captain Planet, uh... Inspector Gadget, Scooby-Doo, because remember, Ghostbusters. In, in the beginning, like it shows like all the athletes doing crazy things. Like Michael Jordan, like does some weird yeah, front he, flip. No, and he, he like, jumps and then he does like Spider-Man acrobatics. And then as he snatches a woman off of a burning building, hits a button on his shoes, and they turn into jet sneakers. Yeah, that and also uh, the like Bo Jackson has. I can't remember, like, somehow, some way, he, like, picks up a tree that had been cut down because they were deforesting somewhere, and he swung and hit the machine with it, like, a full-on fucking tree, because, you know. Oh. I mean... Just, I, I don't know how the... many ways to say it. This was just awful. This was such a bad cartoon. <laughs> Would you like to hear the uh, Wikipedia description of Mom? Yes. Oh. A quasi-Yiddish and Jewish mother stereotype, she is the cue to the pro star's James Bond. She constantly invents wacky gadgets loosely based on sports equipment and for the heroes to use. And tries to set them up with daughters of her friends. The pro stars spend all their free time in mom's gym and possibly live there as well. It serves as their headquarters. 
Hmm. Uh, anything else about this cartoon? Just bad. It's bad. <laughs> I wrote. I don't remember why, but I wrote down cutting edge. And I asked Peter if he knows this movie. The reason we're laughing about it the so 3D much... The 3D printer was the cutting, cutting edge, edge of technology. technology. Oh, okay. The reason we were giggling about it is because once when I was in high school, my dad became slightly obsessed with that movie, and every day he came home from work and watched it for six months. <laughs> like, he didn't take a day off for half a year. Your dad should probably be in the Guinness Book of World Records for most consecutive days I mean... watching The Cutting Edge. If I could be as committed to anything in my life as my dad was to watching The Cutting Edge for six mm. months, I would have so much more done by now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, how, do you know... He bought the soundtrack and he would listen to the soundtrack when he in wasn't the watching the movie? <laughs> was he like recreating his favorite scenes <laughs> with dolls or something? I, I want to know, did, did your dad like The Cutting Edge too, Or has he ever even seen it? I think he did see it. I don't remember what his opinion of it was. It would be funny if he watched The Cutting Edge every day for six months, bought the soundtrack, just... Became lived. president of the fan club. Yeah, like, every day at work, he's talking about it. People are like, Jesus, he never shuts up about The Cutting Edge. I, I told him I would watch it, and I did, and now he still won't leave me alone. And then, like, one day he just puts in The Cutting Edge too, and just watches it and just... Oh, all right. And then just puts it away. He injects the DVD and uses it to slit his wrist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking more like, Snaps do you know up. about the, the president of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fan club? No. There was like a guy who ran this internet forum and he was obsessed with the book. And when the okay. movie came out, he gave it all up. And he swore he would like never promote the book ever again. Like, wow. That's my dad watching The Cutting Edge too. <laughs> Just throws it all away for wow. the cutting edge, too. Well, I mean, like, sequels are always like that, though. For example, uh, like, in hockey, one of the most celebrated and beloved movies, and if you play beer league hockey, you know... Slapshot. Every, yeah, it's Slapshot. You know I've never seen Slapshot 2. Slapshot 2 doesn't fucking exist. Is that not why you brought it up? Oh, that is why I brought it up. Slapshot 2 does not exist. Because I thought exists. you were pointing out bad okay. sequels. I'm it's sorry, am so, I missing something? Yes. It's like Fight Club. It does we not exist. We don't talk about Slapshot 2. It's so awful. It does not, like, it, no. You just so that. Unity, a bunch of people exist. watched it and then they blew up some buildings? So just so we're yeah. just so we're clear here for the listener, there is a film called Slapshot 2. There is a film And it beat called... the shit out of Jared Leto. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, it's like a Tyler Durden situation. Yeah, I beat, get it. Beat up okay. a maitre d'. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, but no, the it, it exists. It's fucking awful. I've never actually seen it. But well, like, then how can you say you've never seen it? You have the nerve to come on this podcast without doing real. your research. Because when every fucking person in the world in a community hey, that no. celebrates the first movie says that movie's fucking awful, it doesn't exist. Everyone doesn't told me that exist. the uh, Star Wars Christmas special was terrible, including Lucasfilm, and I watched it and I loved it. There you go. That says I, more about you than anything. I hey, I, I don't need your approval. I'm going to go watch The Cutting Edge 2 and then uh, Slapshot 2. I've never even seen Slapshot. I'm I just going to watch Slapshot 2 and I'm going to like it. And I'm going to tell people about it. I might have to send you back to your mother in a box to do that. That's, that's how serious this is. I can mm. promise you I won't be watching Slapshot 2. I mean, another movie that's like that, that almost doesn't exist but barely does is... Oh, you're uh, real into removing movies from yes, existence. existence. 
Major League Two is so bad. What? Pretty much shouldn't Fuck exist. you. Yeah, Major League Two oh. is Major League good. Two is hot garbage. Major League One is the fucking best. But I mean, uh, sure, we're, we're just gonna edit all of this out. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, Major, just, I just think for it's, no reason we were just. I just decided to tell everyone Major League Two is a great movie. I just, Why in the fuck do you think Major League Two is a good movie? It's funny. Probably because I haven't seen it for a long time. But also, no, it's just fun. Watch one and then watch two and you immediately go, oh god, what have I done? Wait, what's, what's like, the plot in the second one? The Baseball. second one, the second the one is, is that now they, the, you know, the owner that tried to make the team awful and move them to Miami, mm-hmm. yeah. which we found out in real life is a horrible business plan. Uh, ended up going like she's like I'm selling the team and I want this so Roger Dorn buys the team and they more or less are like dealing with the fat with success like success is a problem and uh, uh, Charlie Sheen's character mm. his name escapes me right now it's gonna try to nuts yeah Rick Vaughn Rick Wild Thing Vaughn uh, ends up like being all about sponsorships and like advertising and stuff and yeah. dates his agent and mm-hmm. it it's I'm, just so fucking stupid. It's the worst. I'm more fascinated by anytime you don't like a movie, you just remove it from existence. No. Yeah. It's just that if it's so awful after something so amazing, you I just feel fucking like if you were ever to gain any sort of political power at all, there would be like piles of burning DVDs. I, uh, Not just DVDs. Yeah. I feel like I could hate a lot less things in my life if I just pretended they didn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, let's talk about Cocoa Pebbles. I've never been a fan of things that are, like, extra chocolatey. Mm-hmm. I like Fruity Pebbles, but, like, I had a very small amount of this because it's just oh, too much chocolate This girl's for me. wearing a lot of makeup. It's a very young girl, you should point out. Yeah. And she's bursting out of a shit box it, and it, a it looks volcano like, of shit. It looks like an exploding shit volcano coming out of a, an, an outhouse. outhouse. I think it's a treehouse is what that's supposed to be. A treehouse sure made of chocolate. Right. Okay, that makes... Also, no it's like sense. It's like an but... explosion of chocolate coming out of a treehouse is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you remember be. when you were a kid and you would take milk and cereal up into a tree and pour yourself a bowl? <laughs> like, and you know, you know how it is. You know, the heat of the day would help the milk mature into a way that you just absolutely love the texture and flavor of what you were eating. Adds a lot to the cereal. Anyway, it looks like this this little girl wearing way too much makeup is very excited to be uh, riding atop a. Uh, Shit shit guy, like a shit geyser. I'd call it a geyser. Yeah, a geyser. It looks like a shit geyser. <laughs> and it says, it's a blast of cocoa. Awesome. What did you guys think of your Cocoa Pebbles experience? It was good, actually. I, I mean, it. it's amazing. It's the only cereal I ever have liked my entire life. I'm like one of the pickiest eaters I know. Really? You just pretend all the others don't exist. So when you go into the store, <laughs> it's just the shelf is just he, empty except he, for that one box. We walk in and he asks why the He goes, cereal... hey, where's the Cocoa Pebbles aisle? And they're like, the cereal? No, the Cocoa Pebbles aisle. He asks why the shelves are barren except yeah. for one line of Cocoa Pebbles. When are you guys going to get some other cereals in here? What else are you picky about when it comes to food? Everything? Can I explain? Please. Yeah, actually, oh yeah, I'll just let my partner explain. Please. So, Lean into the microphone when you answer. So I am I am three years sober of going to any restaurants I want to go to. Oh, man. <laughs> because... Hey, day at a time. I'm not a day at a time when I've got my tokens and my Yeah, you get your chips. Yeah, no chips. Um, no, I, so I, I really like sushi and I like, you know, just other fun stuff. And he will only eat... 
chicken, grilled chicken, sometimes breaded chicken if it's the right kind, chicken and cheese on a sandwich, but just chicken and cheese, nothing else, or maybe he'll put ketchup on it. Um, what are the non-chicken categories that he eats? Oh, nothing. He doesn't eat anything that's not chicken. Meat Cocoa wise. pebbles. Cocoa pebbles. <laughs> so the only meat he eats is chicken. No, I eat gator too. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Right. <laughs> okay, he eats gators. That probably well. doesn't come up that often, right? Well, you Not know gators. what gators eat? Chickens. Yeah. So that's why he likes gator. Uh, he's like turduckening a, yeah. a chicken. Actually, if you guys gator. ever had gator, gator is like a like a somewhat chewier and more stringy chicken. Basically. I'm that sure it's really good. good. Whenever I'm, I'm eating chicken, I was like, man, could this be chewier and stringier? <laughs> that would be so to, much better. I want to get stuck in between yeah. all of my teeth. <laughs> and I want it to be really hard to skin and yeah. kind of just disgusting. In yeah, general. I want some like real like these nuggets are too tender. Can we get some stringy nuggets in here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then he'll eat mac and cheese and grilled cheese, and that we have come to a conclusion. Oh, except one time I made a pot of couscous, and I turned around and he had eaten all of it. So he will eat couscous. She made the mistake of not knowing that I love couscous and just snuck behind. It was like, well, this is mine now, and I just walked off. <laughs> What do you miss? You like the Yogi Bear of couscous. <laughs> oh boy, she left a pot of couscous on the windowsill and just. Like... I, I didn't leave it on the windowsill, but effectively, <clears throat> yes. Um, I miss. I want to say sushi the most, or you have friends, you can go. Out I will eat, eat sushi you. with you, Abby. Okay, let's let's. Go I would love sushi. to do that. There's a new there's a new sushi place that I want. To I, I'm an extremely picky eater. And that sounds terrible to me. You made fun of yeah. me earlier for not getting enough stuff on my oh. burger, and you're like, you wouldn't want to try mine. It has flavor on it. I forgot. He eats um, spaghetti or... Uh, SpaghettiOs. Penne. Pen- pen- I don't know. I've never seen you eat SpaghettiOs. It, is the shape of the plain... pasta, like, relevant? No. Okay. Oh, the only thing that matters about the shape of the pasta is, one, it does somewhat affect taste. Not really, but also... <laughs> No, no, like, I'm talking about... <laughs> never mind. But, uh... Like, the... this tastes like bow ties. Wait, I just realized you're wearing a shirt that says 100% American soccer and has a basketball on it. It's not a basketball. It's a volleyball. That's... It's an old-timey like, old soccer, soccer ball. It looks like a volleyball. Have you ever seen, like, Manchester United's crest? About it, yeah. <laughs> it looks like an orange volleyball. Look up Manchester United's crest and then apologize. Uh, but wow. I, w- so... I will be giving you apologies shortly. <laughs> Wait, if it were a hundred percent American soccer, though, it would be the dominant or the um, yeah domino ball. The like, I want to say it's Bucky ball. But I don't think it's Wait, yeah, is Bucky. domino ball the term for the black and white one that That's I know? What I just called it. I don't Why don't know. they call oh. soccer domino ball? It would be <laughs> so much more sweet. popular. It looks like the one on your shirt. Yeah. It also kind of looks like the New Japan logo. Wait, so man, it does also yes, look like I, New Japan I always logo. thought Manchester United was a soccer thing. I didn't realize that. Or, sorry, football, but I didn't realize it was a volleyball team. Well, I didn't know volleyball was like a big so the funny beach thing, sports. I didn't think were huge in the United Kingdom. Uh, the funny yeah. thing is, is that there are soccer teams around the world that are known as sporting clubs, and in sporting clubs, there actually are volleyball teams and stuff like that for them. Uh, for example. We'll go with St. Pauli, which is one of my favorite teams in Germany. Uh, they have a women, I saw that. They have a women's American football team, I want to say, and they also have a rugby team as well. Well, since I made the most effective shoehorn in podcast <laughs> history, let's talk about soccer now. Uh, so, <laughs> you guys proud of that? Okay. So, uh, Peter, we're going to talk a little bit about your 
uh, involvement in the soccer world today, but there's some terminologies that I want to get out of the way for people that might be confused. So we're going to be talking okay. today. You tell me if I get anything wrong here, okay? Okay, well, we'll do this, and then I will... Correct me. Well, no, I will change my, uh, my uh, I guess, vocabulary for the sake of just... Please, please correct me. Wait, can we have a buzzer button that's like... Eh, no, he can just slap me. Oh, okay. <laughs> do it. Make it audible. Yeah, if we could get an audible slap, that'd be good. Let's do a audible, test really quick. That'd be a good... We have no sponsorships. But if you had a sponsorship by Audible, you could have dropped it in. I mean, right we could there. just read an Audible ad on the I air and hope like that they send really... us money. Yeah. Or or maybe cents. maybe just like a free audio book. We've, we've never tried just going for the ads. Yeah. Let's see That's what like happens. Old, Today's like... show is brought to you by Audible, where you can download thousands of books or any other uh, pre-recorded audio content. Today's show is also brought to you by Toshiba. I could really use a new laptop. This uh. one's not doing great. Today's show is also brought to you by Tesla. Please give me a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to read a Tesla yeah. ad right now. Uh, you know also, funny? if you just want to eat some Wendy's. <laughs> That's pretty good, and so Wendy's, if you're listening, so the funny some frosty thing, coupons. The please. funny thing about Tesla is, is that their logo, like, because most soccer teams around the world have sponsorship on their shirts, like in the okay. middle of their jersey. Okay, like a Tes- NASCAR car. Like, or and like matters a- on what country, because in some, like, in Liga MX, the Mexican League, literally some teams have five separate sponsorships on the jersey. Okay. We're talking sleeves. Underneath the numbers, above the numbers, yeah, on the, the front. There's a, like, a, a bread company, I think. Bimbo. Called Bimbo. Bimbo, yeah. Bimbo so also sponsor Philadelphia yeah. Union. Yeah. It's funny to watch a bunch of dudes in a big group walking around wearing t-shirts that say very largely just Bimbo across the front. I hate your front. gender stereotypes. Men can be Bimbos. Can they? I don't think yes. so. I mean, I suppose. The bear is they... the advertiser for Bimbo, the little cartoon bear. <laughs> That's a boy. I don't know why, but he well, is. He's a so bear, he's a too. Boy, okay, but so te- <laughs> he's like, a bear. Tesla has, like, in a, people that do mock ups of jerseys <coughs> and stuff, like ideas that they have. Tesla has always been, like, just their word mark looks really good on a soccer jersey. And San Jose, the earthquakes, actually reached out to Tesla. We found out after the fact. They reached out to Tesla trying to get them to be their shirt sponsor because obviously a team in Silicon Valley makes the yeah. most sense. Tesla's like, no, we're not interested in sponsoring a soccer team. And, like, people that make mock-up jerseys around the world just wept openly at the loss mm. of innocence. Like, god damn it. I don't mm. I can't say I know what their logo looks like. Oh, it's gorgeous. It works. The uh, word marks. The word mark is a thing you'd have to look at. Uh, what would oh the god, Earthquake's so mascot be? <gasps> what is oh it? My god. Is it? It's, is it Dwayne it's the John Rock? Cusack. No. <laughs> the Earthquake's mascot is, like, this weird... Oh, yeah, that is cool. It's so pretty. Yeah, it, yeah it's so... Uh, the Earthquake's mascot is like this weird, I think it looks kind of like a knockoff Grover that's blue and has like weird like hair that goes everywhere. And he's supposed to be like the embodiment of an earthquake? No. He's supposed to... I think it's just something fun for kids to <clears throat> see, see and wave at. That's, for, for, honestly, for teams that have like either a hard time anthropomorphizing their uh, mascot or like just, you know, it's like a term that they don't know how to do. Like, you'll always see just, like, weird, like, stupid Muppet things. Yeah, like, like the Utah around. Jazz. No, they have a grizzly bear. Oh, well, now. Why? Why do they have a grizzly bear? Because it's Utah? I don't know. What about the uh, St. Louis Blues? Wait, no, Blues why is it a grizzly bear? What about the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies bear. were a team for a while. <laughs> yeah, the Grizzlies <laughs> also have a grizzly bear. 
Why does the Jazz have a grizzly bear? They should get those two together and have have a a grizzly fight. (laughs) No, the Jazz started out in New Orleans, and then they got bought by Utah, and then Utah moved them there and called them the Utah Jazz for no reason, and their logo was just some mountains. Fucking change the name, man. I know, But that didn't happen until the 90s that they put the mountains in the logo. Before that, it was just the original logo. It was just some blonde Mormons. Wait. Sports. But, uh... Miami actually has Tesla. No, that's not. That's a mock-up. That's it's a, really, a phony. That's a really get that phony mock-up. shit out of here. Um, it's so good. Though. I know it's amazing. I wish that was actually what Beckham United. Take my money. Sorry. Maybe you guys <laughs> should start a, a letter writing campaign to Tesla. Be like, hey, instead of trying to save the world with advanced technologies, can you guys get on these soccer jerseys, please? <laughs> please pay, pay a professional <laughs> soccer team to put your name on their jersey. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Peter. I'm going to try to uh, set up your involvement in the soccer community, and you tell me if I get anything wrong. Okay, Okay. and you said you were going to go over a list of vocabulary terms? Yeah, I mean, there's some words we're going to use here that people might not know. Uh, The Indy 11 is a second division soccer team in the NASL. Uh North American Soccer League. Thank you. And at their stadium, Carroll Stadium, there is a uh, supporter section called the Brickyard Battalion. Correct. And also known as the BYB. Yeah, henceforth in this podcast referred to as the BYB. We have too many acronyms in this podcast. No, BYB is the only important one. B-Y-O-B, am I right? Oh! That was okay. good. That was Thank good. Uh, and then there's a supporter group within the BYB called the Slaughterhouse 19 for which you are the founding member. Did I get any of that wrong? Uh, no, you got it right. Okay. Uh, I just, I feel bad because if you're not directly involved with this kind of stuff, like... That explanation is the simplest possible, and it was probably still confusing to people. I don't think that, that was too There's confusing. a soccer team. Jack knows nothing and about this, and he understands. And you're in, like, a fan group within a fan group. Yeah, he knows nothing about this, you're, and he gets you it. You guys are supporters. Of we are, yeah, we're a group inside of an umbrella organization. So it's it's a lot like uh, that Green Street Hooligans movie. Like, you guys beat up a lot of people. Oh, no, but there are plenty of people trying to play act that all across America. It's amazing, especially when you see two teams in New York... Uh, they go to play against each other, and uh, you literally watch them get in a fight outside mm-hmm. of a bar. They Ooh. take a sandwich board that was outside of the bar and use it to swing and hit people of the other group, and then start yelling, "Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?" At each the other. Movie? It's mm-hmm. like it's an English, it's an English like chant basically. Like when Raw goes to London, you'll hear "Who are you?" every time so, like a heel comes out that everyone hates. Why don't they just say what? Yeah, but the thing, <laughs> the thing American is, supremacy. It's it's a like it's a thing that like that makes sense for that culture. It does not make sense mm. for a bunch of people from fucking New York to be like. Well, who I get are it. You? British yeah. people don't understand Steve Austin. I get which it. Uh, which teams fans do you most want to beat up? Okay, <laughs> you're, I told you you're done. I need to ask Peter some questions about the <laughs> That's slaughterhouse. That's a very good question. Okay. <laughs> See? Okay, which which team's fans do you want to be? Well, up? I'm a hardline pacifist, so don't believe in violence. Uh, Great. I Moving on. Don't think violence. All right. Has so any, any place in supporter culture. Awesome. Said. Great answer. So what I want to know is, I keep hearing this thing from different outlets, and I want to know from your perspective. It's true. I mean, you are a fan of many sports. You've been to so many different sporting outlets all over the country, probably even internationally too. Like you're a mega sports fanatic, right? I I actually have only been to Canada. I've never been overseas. Okay. So. Well, still you've done international sports viewing. So you've been to all these places and this is what I keep hearing. Is it true that what, 
people are doing in the BYB is unlike any other experience? Like, is it truly unique, or is it like it's that in not, a lot of places? It's not unique in soccer culture, uh, especially like especially overseas, and definitely in this country. It's unique in what Americans are used to. Uh, Indy is a really strong sports city, uh, and part of that goes back to Mayor Hudnut and kind of a philosophy. Hey, he's a great guy. And kind of a philosophy that he had with the city that was, let's use, let's, let's take our city that has no identity, nothing nothing going for it, and kind of turn Except it... for a thriving jazz community that we should... No, that jazz community was gone way before then. Whatevs. Um, I mean, that was literally... They exist in mural form. Indeed. I mean, Indiana Avenue had already been, like, knocked down. All those jazz... In pogs, possibly. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Jazz uh, pogs? Yeah. Jazz pogs. Jazz, it's back in pog form. <laughs> okay. God, yes. <laughs> what a world to live in. Um, Good Simpsons but, reference. But the thing is, is that, so people in, people in Indy love sports. That's, that is just a general fact. Uh, but the... The experience of going to an Indy 11 game. Is different from all of the others because soccer culture is distinctly not american and it was because it because all american supporter groups are basically taking things from all over the world that they like about supporter culture and creating what they want inside of that it's foreign see it's foreign not in the sense that it's from a foreign country but foreign just as in it's not it's different yeah it's not the norm but i mean is going to an indy 11 game different from going to a soccer game elsewhere uh that would matter city to city honestly um some cities no some cities i think probably do it better than we do yeah um but there are those are the ones you want to you know very few cities have supporters groups like we do um this is the answer i'm trying to get she's answering it the way i wanted it (laughs) i would say lean in here i would say minnesota united does a really good job dark clouds is they're friends of of ours yeah one of their main supporters groups and they do an amazing job of getting everybody involved and being uh, family friendly while still being a little edgy, you know. Abby, is Peter being humble here? Is that what's happening? Um, a little bit, yeah. I what I wanted to bring up when you first asked this question was um, I was recently on the Indie Eleven website and looking at the player profiles and a lot of our new players because I, need, I wanted to catch up on who we signed recently and all that. A lot of the players say that they are excited to play for Indie because of the BYB and because of supporter culture in the city. Um, And I think another point that would be brought up about sports culture in Indianapolis specifically is that we're a very fair weather city. Um, Attendance for Indians games, attendance for even Colts games uh, goes down when we're losing. I would argue the Indians thing, but beyond that, yeah, generally. So um, not only are we there every week, but we're vocal every week. And I right. think that that's, that has even bigger say than our numbers. Obviously, there's fluctuation, it's even in the, you know, especially in the general crowd where it's families coming. You know, sometimes if we're going to lose, which is the assumption sometimes, they don't want to drag their family out or take the time or whatever, spend the money. Or if the weather's bad. Or if the weather's bad. But the BYB is there. Literally, yeah. fair and weather fans. More specifically, literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More specifically, slaughterhouses there. So, uh, 
uh, you know, pretend that you're talking to someone who's never been in this world and you actually have someone at this table who's never been to an Indy 11 game. What, like Abby mentioned, the supporter culture there is strong. Like, what is going on in the supporter culture there that makes it unique? What someone should expect on, like, a game day is, uh, I hate using this analogy, but it works for people, I think, on the most base level. Okay. Imagine a student section in a college, like, basketball game. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, imagine that section more streamlined, more focused on singing songs. Not drunk idiots, not drunk college kids. I mean, we're drunk idiots, but... Streamlined drunk idiots. Streamlined drunk idiots. Uh, Like, if you shaved a bunch of drunk idiots... Yeah, what is it a wind tunnel? Yeah, that's yeah. us. Uh, no, but spandex. I mean, oh my god, yes, we're we're just obviously the pro stars. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh my so, god, so what happened? You put on your rocket rollerblades. Right. Your guys are just streamlining right but, through. So what happens is is that you you have people waving flags. Uh, when we score goals, we light up smoke bombs. Mm-hmm. There are like we push the limits in terms of what you would see. In American Stadium, and mm-hmm. that's not just us. That's many other supporter groups all across the country do the same thing. It's in Indy. I think the the amazing thing is we're a second division team that has just exploded in terms of support. Right. And with our supporters groups, they're well run enough and seem to be organized enough that that passion that people have is able to be maintained. Right. Because there was a culture that was built in from the start, from the people in charge. Yeah. That kind of said, this is how we're doing it. This is how it's going to be. Like, my mantra is, if you love your club, you show up, you stand in, you're in your stand for 90 minutes, and you are singing for 90 minutes. And standing. Yeah. And if you stop singing, then you're, are you actually... <laughs> Abby's waving the slaughterhouse flag as you're talking. Oh, it's a, it's a hoodie, but it says... Show I know up, it's not a literal flag, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you give your like the guys on the field are giving you everything they have to try and win and get three points. Right. If you're not doing the same, then what is what are you saying about your commitment level? Right. To that, and so it's it's this this built-in deep love of like, and for me, it's I absolutely love Indianapolis. There's nowhere else in the world I'd rather be. And, like, my happiest moments are in this city. So, for me, when I see a group of guys wearing our civic colors with imagery that represents us over their hearts, that makes me want to sing more. Because not only am I singing for a group of guys that are playing for us, but I'm also singing for a city. But you mentioned uh, the smoke bombs, you mentioned the flags, you mentioned the chanting. I mean, there's uh, people standing and singing the whole time. There's corn dogs, and, and it's just a, like a fury of can excitement we, we for 90 minutes. Dogs? Yeah. That's a I weird like... thing. Uh... There's, this, there's this whole exciting <laughs> and loud and shiny culture to it, and I was like such a denier of it. Like, our friend Lucas... <laughs> mm-hmm for months was telling me and I have to go and I was like no sports are so dumb I'm not gonna go to this I just kept telling him no and no and no and no and I went and I was immediately hooked like right away like I didn't want Lucas to know I was having fun I was with Clay you guys know Clay yes and like Clay and I went off to go get a drink and I was like 
dude, don't tell Lucas, but I'm having so much fun. He was like, me too! <laughs> and like, <laughs> shit, what do we do now? <laughs> is Lucas a big sports guy or no? No, he's not. Oh, See, no, Lucas doesn't like any sports. Bit, yeah. Well, you know what was silly? I don't even want to say this on the podcast, but the thing that got me to go was he kept telling me for months, and I and I, I finally the reason I conceded, he's like, everybody there is a wrestling fan. And I was like, fucking whatever, okay. <laughs> so I went, and I wore a New Japan shirt thinking, nobody's going to know what New Japan is. Oh, you were all a wrestling hipster. Like, I was being a wrestling like, oh, yeah, nobody's Three seconds after cool I got there, this guy was like, dude, fucking New Japan. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm home. Oh, no, the funny thing is the capo, st- the capo stand that we refer to as New Hotness, the one that the other one that I'm used to standing in, uh, has literally, we took the WWE logo and changed it to an XI. I love that logo. And it says then, now, forever next Dude, year. anything I can do to be the guy waving that flag this year, oh, no, I will do it. It's stuck but, on the capo stand. But you can make any, any two pole you want. Uh, it's a practical question. How do you guys all arrange to sit together? Is there, like, a section set aside before, for your group? There, before okay. we move on, the last thing I wanted to say is that I was such a denier, and then I went, and then this season I'm a season ticket holder, yeah. and I'm, like, a full-fledged member of the group. I mean, I was immediately You hooked. signed a 1,000-year contract. In blood. In blood. Yeah. And semen. Your soul yeah. belongs to me now. And uh, when you're going to get to an A7 someday. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't mean to interrupt. What was your question? Uh, how do you all sit together? That okay. was my question. It sounds really dumb. So, so do, you, do you want, like, how just in Indy we do it, or how a supporter group mm. goes about making that happen? No, yeah. we're talking about the 11. Yeah, right? specifically. Well, we can, we can... Okay, so in Indy, literally because we had Peter Will, he already knew, well, you, there's got to be a set supporter group, like, a set area, and it has to be offset from the general public, because... Because of the smoke rowdy, bombs. Yeah. Oh, no, it's more <laughs> the swearing. Uh, but... Yeah. It, like so, the thing is, is that we have our own section, which is actually like it's technically temporary stands, but they stay all season long at one end of the field behind a goal, and it's general admission. So all you got to do is just buy a ticket into the section, and you can go wherever you want. There's a there's a culture of like like DIY hardcore music, um, but talk about you, you said you're saying there's also a, like an accepting culture to it, like it's very accepting of all yeah, people. It, it's just come as you are. It doesn't matter like what you can like any music you want. It for the most part the whole punk hardcore thing, you know, it kind of evolved out of that. It's more of a mindset. Our whole thing is we've created a culture in the West End that is one of like complete acceptance and anti homophobia, anti racism, and anti uh you know, like misogyny and stuff like that. Sure, it's like, sure. It's like, don't call the opposing keeper a pussy. Like, you're yeah. being a piece of shit. You're telling 50% of the people around you yeah. that they're lesser beings for doing that. Like, I know right. that's not your intent, but that's what you're fucking doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the nice thing is, is that, like, supporter culture, sports in general, and also the punk and hardcore scenes are boys clubs. Yeah. And yet... Sometimes very misogynistic boys clubs. Yeah. And yet here we are three years in and I know there are specific supporter groups in certain cities that have just women in them uh, that are kind of like a separate group, but we have a substantial amount of women in our group along with men. And to me, that tells me that we're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so is there like any social media associated with, with Slaughterhouse, uh, you can find us at, uh, SH19 Indie on Twitter. I think we have the same name on Instagram as well. Uh, on Facebook, it's Slaughterhouse. 
It's facebook.com slash slaughterhouse19. And then, and then people listening to this, if they live in Indianapolis, you would encourage them to... Come to games. You don't have to be part of Slaughterhouse. You don't have to be part of Brickyard Battalion. You don't even have to be part of the supporter culture. But, but this just, is coming from me. Like, if you just like smoke bombs. <laughs> this is coming from me, not from Peter. If you think you won't have fun, seriously try it, because it is a ton of fun to be there. I mean, it's $11 for a game. The worst thing you did is... I mean, how many times have you gone and seen a shitty movie? Like... The worst case scenario is you go and you don't like it. Oh no, you spent the amount you spent at a movie. Yeah, great. Uh, so we're on Twitter. It's uh, flannel no underscore. No one's gonna go to it. It's flannel <laughs> underscore cakes. It's better if I can remember it. Yeah. Uh, and our email is flannel cakes. Wait, have you been giving people the wrong Twitter handle? No, I, is that why we don't have any Twitter followers? I got it Obviously. right on the first try. Okay. I just it took me a second. Okay. Uh, our email is flannelcakespodcast at gmail dot com. Is yes. there anything you'd like to see in our inbox this week? Oh jeez. Um <laughs> we've already said I'd it. like uh, who you would have put in the pro stars if you were the creator of that yeah, show. Yeah, also what is the hardest sport? Volleyball. The weirdest thing about that was Bo Jackson literally was a pro baseball player and a pro football player. It is commonly considered amongst people that love sports that the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. Literally, it is a thing that is so hard to do. If you not do for Bo, no, he says basketball. He goes, "Oh, basketball!" And then they flash basketball with a question mark. <laughs> yeah, on the screen. it's like basketball with a question mark. Oh. Basketball. <laughs> no, I mean literally. That's that is a thing where if you do it right, one third of the time you are a hall of famer. Yeah, like what? What the hell? Man. All right, well, Peter, thank you so much for doing the show, man. It was awesome yeah. having you on. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Everybody, say bye. Abby, say bye. Goodbye.